to Creative Reboot, the ultimate podcast for creative souls, small business owners, side hustlers and dream chasers. I'm Carla, brand photographer and visual magic maker for colourful magical weirdos and also a professional multipod. And I'm Sarah, creative copywriter and branding photographer for awesome female business owners and aspiring author. Welcome back, Rebooters. Uh, This week we have got the lovely Sherelle Griffith who's joining us and she is a marketing strategist and a business mentor for coaches, consultants and service-based business owners. She has a passion for supporting solopreneurs and small business owners and she focuses on taking the overwhelm out of marketing and creating marketing strategies that help her clients to shine online, consistently create content that converts and ultimately build a thriving business that supports the lifestyle they desire, which sounds bloody brilliant to me. She's also, this is where I get a bit squeeish, so do excuse me. um, She's also an award-winning book blogger and founder of Propel Her's Book Club. And as we talk, I know you can't see, but she's got a wonderful um, (laughs) bookcase of books behind her, which is making me very happy. Um, You can find out more about her at sherellegriffith.com. But right now, welcome, Sherelle. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. So good to have you here. I'm, I don't know about uh, joy with the books. I'm having book envy right now is what's going on here. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. Um, (laughs) Sherelle, tell us uh, in your own words, a little bit about who you are and what you do. So I am, as you said, a marketing strategist and a business mentor that specialise in helping solo coaches, consultants and online service providers. I'm actually a chartered marketeer. I'd been working in marketing for over a decade. And then it was through creating my book club, Propel Her's Book Club, that I came across amazing, ambitious, like smart women who were starting businesses and not seeing the success that they desired. And that was why I decided to really help people learn how to market themselves and how to successfully run their businesses. So that's what I do now. Love that, absolutely. I, love that. I feel like we're going to learn so much today, Carla, because both <laughs> of us, we're, we're, we're hands up now, both of us have a love-hate relationship with things like social media and marketing. So okay. I feel like yeah. you're going to be able to drop so much wisdom just just for us, really. Even if no one else listens to it, we're going to get loads from this. Yeah. No, no, we're going to... And actually, I've had a few people sort of, when we said we were talking to you, a couple of people going, oh, what about... So my first question for you oh, she's going is... Straight in. Lots of people, um, well, it's our question really, but it's, it's coming from me. Um, so lots of people, when they, when you say marketing, people assume social media, right? Mm. So do, what's your, do you have a definition of marketing? Is it too wide to be defined? Like how, how do you kind of encompass, it's a massive, massive sphere, isn't it? But Yeah, so in my eyes, marketing is anything that usually is a one too many way of communicating about your business Mm. and so for me actually I'm very much like social media is a small tiny part and actually I have quite a lot of messaging around like how to market your business without social media it is something that didn't even exist 15 years ago and for decades centuries before that people successfully marketed their business so yeah marketing advertising I think marketing advertising that's probably how do I separate the two of them is advertising the paid bit and marketing the organic the free bit possibly but yeah definitely more than just social media that's for sure I feel like that's something I hear that phrase an awful lot but when I go to think about what other possibilities there are my mind draws a blank and I don't know whether that's just me being like well, I'm, 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 the blinkers are on, obviously, and I am still, I'm stuck headfast in social media. So, can you elaborate? Can you tell us a little bit more? Well, what I would say is it's not your fault because the reality is, for most small business owners, social media is the go-to mm. because it's free. That's the reality. It's yeah. a free, quick, easy way. It's very easy for someone to open up a profile, stick up something in their like avatar bit and then write a little bit of copy and then just stop posting. And you're like, well, I'm marketing my business. I'm like telling people about it. 
But the reality is I teach a lot of people about organic marketing. So that could be anything from uh, long form content. So podcasts just like this, YouTube yeah. videos and blog posts. Um, email marketing, which I am a big, big fan of. It's a real backbone of my business and I teach lots of people to do that. Yes, social media. And then actually I teach also quite a bit about SEO um, and trying to actually make marketing that brings people in rather than social media. Actually, you're always trying to like get the message out, get the message out, push it mm. out. So yeah, there was a number of ways. And even there were like now there's more, there's more ways than that. But I think in terms of the email marketing and content, email social and content, that's the three that I think usually for a small business owner should be the mix you're looking at. That's a good mix. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like it as well because it feels more conversational. It feels like you're having conversations with real people rather than just shouting into a void, which mm. is what marketing can often feel like. When oh, you're, so much. I think especially the, the point you made right at the beginning, actually, I really loved um, about seeing these these people who are am- women that are amazing what they do. Like, oh God, I can't speak today. Can't words for shit is our hashtag for a reason. <laughs> um, these amazing women starting amazing businesses. They're amazing at the thing they do they don't necessarily know how to tell the world about yes. what they do in an effective way, right? So, um, yeah, I really, I love that there's that conversation. Because I think sometimes taking the, f- do you find a lot of your, a lot of your work is, is around taking the fear out of it as well as the practical, like, yeah. do you find people are wary of it or, or actually they're very enthusiastic but just doing different things or like? So sometimes people have a, la- a lack of knowledge about options. So I think sometimes it's really easy. Like you said, they just know social, they don't know anything else. A lot of my clients come to me because tech is something that they're scared of. And so they're like, oh, oh, oh. And like they might have a very good business where it's been like word of mouth and referrals and that's been keeping them going. But now when they want to go like maybe to the next level, they want to add something like maybe a course in a group program and they need to sell to more people. They're like, I don't have like the audience there to do that. Mm -hmm. And also actually there's a lot of pressure now. The way we market now is very different to how it was 10 15 years ago and like visibility this actual like putting your voice out there putting your face out there doing video that is a world that most people are not comfortable in and that does take a level of like confidence building to actually like help people feel confident to do that because there's something very different from spending an hour writing a sales page and writing your copy all beautifully to being mm. like let me just throw myself on live video and see what happens <laughs> oh yes did you see our faces change they're like oh god but you said write copy and we were like oh yeah we can do that and then take photos oh fuck no i take photos of other people i don't have photos of me that's not a thing so, i've done yeah, i've no, done no, no, live I, thing a few times but i am acutely aware of i'm terrible at public speaking uh, you're not. I'm, stop telling yourself that. <laughs> I, this is true. You're quite, oh, no, you're quite no, right. You're actually quite right. I should stop She doesn't listen that. when I tell her but that. I have, so this, I have this, and I'm doing it now, look, because I'm thinking about it. I have this thing where I start to go bright red and I have no control over it. And it's and as soon as I'm aware of it, I, it, go, it gets worse. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so lives I really struggle with for that reason. But have you got, actually, have you got any good tips about like how to kind of do something so, like that? So with video, I actually say, you should work out what is your preferred format. So there's actually now, I don't think you have to do live video to be successful in business, but I do really believe you have to have an element of video. Mm. So it's working out, for example, are you someone that prefers to do recorded? So is that something? So actually I started very much from a, like I made YouTube videos where I'd have scripted it, it would have been a teleprompter and I'd have read it and that's what I did for a very long time. That is one world of thing. Whereas a live is like, can you just get on the mic and you can just have a topic, have a few key points and do that. 
I actually now prefer that one because it actually takes less prep. I'm not thinking I need to look as good. I'm not worried about editing. And so I always say to people like, which one makes you feel more comfortable? Do you want to be able to like feel done up and be able to think it all through? Or are you happy to go and risk it? Also, do you prefer doing something by yourself or do you like to have a co-partner with you? So some people, for example, the the thought of doing a live by themselves horrifies them but if i say get a guest and they can have a conversation then all Mm. of a sudden that's fine so i'm like well then you do that for five ten videos until you get confident enough to actually be able to go by yourself so it's about actually yes you need to put video in your marketing but work out which of all of the different versions makes you feel the most comfortable and start with that love that i love that i'm just gonna a little round of applause for that that's fabulous yeah. thank you a little, i'm still scrub scribbling frantically which is stupid <laughs> i'm recording this and i can just listen to it later but yeah it's good um because it's, it's good it's good stuff um so that's a really interesting point because i think um something that so i've been blogging since 2004 the blog turns 18 this year it's terrifying oh um it's like a proper grown-up now um it's not i mean it was for a while bigger it's not anymore but um but that was kind of where i started and I have seen over the last 18 years, people have said, oh, I say approximately every three years, someone pops up like blogging is dead, email marketing is dead, photos are dead, next I'm sure will be videos are dead. <laughs> is there is there ever anything that, if it suits you and it suits your business and it's working, is is there any, ever any, any combination that is like a terrible combination or is it literally about finding the, the, the combination of, of marketing tactics? So I understand what you're saying. I know video is obviously the algorithms and stuff favor video so there's going to have to be an element of, of that but is, is anything actually dead or mm. well, all firstly, things are valid my my point about video actually is less about the algorithms like i actually care less about what the social media algorithms doing it's more that i think particularly in the world that i work with in my clients where we're providing a service it's about no like and trust and if yes. people are buying into you then mm-hmm. video makes it easier for them to actually see you, feel like they know you, etc. Like a podcast, see if they like you, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A podcast, I would say, is probably like the next best thing because I still think audio that you feel like you know someone because you've been listening to them in your ear. Versus we don't when we blog and I blog just like you, Carla. But the difference is anyone could actually be writing that, yeah. and it's sad. Like I've written every single word that's on my blog, and I'm sure you have. Same. But the fact is. Yeah. There are lots of people that have ghost writers. Yeah. And so really there is a difference yes. when you see someone or you hear them, you absolutely 100% know. And you hear their voice as well, yeah. don't you? It's, their, mm. it's the, the, the voice that comes through writing, but when you hear it in their actual voice, there's something very compelling about that. Yeah, that makes, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So that's the reason why like, I have a focus on like, yeah, video firstly and audio I think is just as valid to use. But in terms of like, is anything dead? I mean, the thing about email being dead is like the biggest, and I probably do a video, I also do a post every year that blogging isn't dead. I think, amazing. <laughs> I don't High really, five. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to think of if there's something that I truly think has died. And I, I can't off the top of my head, someone's now going to come up and be like, well, this thing definitely died. I mean, Vine, Vine died. It that did, was like the it weird, did. Yeah. So I, mean, I, 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 did, I had a conversation with a friend of mine who um, worked in SEO for quite a while and she said, oh, you know, the thing, I can't remember what she called it now, um, but the thing way back in the 90s where in order to get to the top of um, the search engines, you would just put like sex, 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 sex in white letters on a white background. Oh, yeah. It's like, we think that's probably dead. I was like, I don't think that was ever alive. I think that was never really a, like, a, a proper, but um, she gets asked about stuff like that occasionally. But um, I've got two yeah, questions no, I was just, based just curious. off of what you said. Yeah, and I think the problem is they're going to go off in two different tangents, which is a bit of a pain. Amazing. So I'm going to start with my first one, actually, talking about things that whether things are dead or not. Is there still a platform for non-digital marketing? Yes. So I actually really try not to say that I'm a digital marketer. Like, And when people try and brand me, it's that I'm like, I'm not. Actually, I think there is definitely a world of depending on what your business is. Mm. So 
I I predominantly work with people in the online space, which is why then online marketing is what predominantly is, is important. But yeah. if you're someone that actually still has like a physical business, doing stuff in your local area, doing local networking, actually like having flyers and doing posters and being in your local newspaper, all that stuff is absolutely valid, but more for location businesses than mm. for people that are in your online space. So I definitely, and I always say like, even my own business, like networking has been like a backbone of me actually going out, talking to people, that I've had people that come back years later, they're like, oh, I met you, so and so, so. This I'm like, actually, yeah, it does not have to be on all online. I think you just have to look at what makes sense for your business. And predominantly now that does mean online, but it's not yeah. entirely. That actually makes a lot of sense. And I, because I feel like one of the things, especially when you are new to business, is that you just think, I need to try all the things. And if that means like mm -hmm. making flyers and having a website and sending some emails and doing some social media, and oh, I'm going to go some net, and, and it, and, you know, a lot of businesses become so overwhelmed because there are so many different yes. things when actually, like you say, if you actually look at what your business is and what's going to work for it, that makes a lot more sense. Thank you. That's um, the the, um, the flyers always make me smile because I, I agree. I think they can be a very, very effective um, format. But I used to argue a lot. One of my previous jobs was at university. And every time we had something new, the academics would be like, right, we need to print several thousand flyers. And I was like, that's great what are you going to do with them? Because if yeah. they just sit in your, if, if you print the fly, I design the flyers, you print the flyers, they sit on your desk, they're not going to get you any more students exactly. on your courses. Like we need a bit of a strategy to do something with them. Um, and it just, they were like, oh, I was like, yeah, look, you know where you've papered the wall with the old ones? That's not getting you, that's not getting you. Yeah. So, but no, I think that was a really good question, Sarah. I like, I like that. Because yeah, I think people do pigeonhole a bit, don't they? It's like, mm. oh, it's digital, digital marketing. Yeah, and, my, online, and my background wasn't like, I actually worked in the performing arts, did like big West End oh, productions, cool. national tours, and flyers <gasps> and brochures are like the backbone of that type of thing. I still have a collection. I have every West End um, production I've ever been to. I still have the um, the, the program. Yeah, yeah. Hot words it. today. I'm so sorry. I'm just <laughs> overexcited. So what was your other question, Sarah? My other, other question, direction? which is definitely going off in the other direction. It was a little, uh, just okay. going back to something you said about the algorithm and how you could care less about the algorithm. First of all, I'm just going to bow down and praise you for that 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 phrase because all i've been seeing recently is the algorithm this the algorithm there's, there's been complaints galore about the algorithm and no one knows i think I've, I've even seen articles by people who work for google work for instagram yeah. and they can't even tell you what it wants so can you talk to us especially for creative businesses who where the last thing that they want to be thinking about is an algorithm because it feels like the least creative thing on the planet what, if, <laughs> if if we don't care less about the algorithm what should we be caring about what should we be focusing on well firstly that's why i say not to only market your business on social media mm. if you are only on social media there then probably is an argument that you have to pay more attention to the algorithm because that's your only way of getting out mm. so that's that's part of the if you broaden the spectrum and stuff, that's what enables you to be able to have less of a focus on it. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing really is to concentrate on making content that actually really is attractive and enticing for the people that you want it to be for. The right content will get in front of the people. If you've already got followers, the fact is it's still getting shown to your followers. What we're trying to do with the algorithm is get a larger percent seen but some people will always get shown. And regardless of what any algorithm is, it wants interaction. All of the social media apps want people to be interacting. So mm. if you concentrate on actually making content that gets likes, comments, engagement, that's gonna be ha helping the algorithm. Now, what I would say though is, you have to be careful that chasing likes, engagement, etc., 
might not necessarily be making content that converts. Yeah. Because sometimes all the things that like people really like are not necessarily gonna be the things that make people take action and buy the thing that you want them to buy. That's really interesting because Carla and I were just having a conversation about um, an email that they send out. I hope she's got a, 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 a stationary subscription box is one of her okay. many businesses. And they send out this wonderful email. She mentioned the email. And I went, oh, yes, it's one of the favorite things I get in my inbox every month. And it's what, what is it called, Carla? It's called State of Desk. That's and it's because it. there's two of us. It's two of us co-founders. And we um, we write about um, basically us. So there's there's some questions we answer every month. There's usually something a bit seasonal. And it's things like what plan are you currently using? what's your favorite writing instrument this month um what's your beverage of choice this month and it plays on the fact that anna is a, a really extreme uh, minimalist and i am a really extreme maximalist okay. so there's a really fun and we're doing some tiktok stuff as well around that and it's just really Ooh. fun um but although that email gets us and i think that goes back to your your um, point earlier about like no like and trust mm. we, we people rave about it to us we very rarely sell from that specific email like we very rarely get click through to actually buy but we do see an upsurge in people buying after we've sent it out just not from the email so th okay. th it's having an effect but not so really actually what you might argue is like even it being in and people knowing they like to read it and they read it and then it's put your brand top of awareness again yes. and, and then, then they, they see us on somewhere else yeah. and then yes exactly yeah. exactly or they're thinking about a gift and they go search for us then so it's just really interesting to see and that's actually been a really good um reminder actually because i have a really i think again it's that joint thing I, I find it much easier to talk about the podcast and my family chocolate business and ink drops <laughs> than i do about my own business because my own business is just me and my face and i don't necessarily want to be front and center um yeah it's a really interesting um it, food for thought there's a there's a lot of food for thought um which might mean i go a bit vague because you'll say something and you'll see little like virtual light bulbs pinging above my <laughs> i like that I'm, I'm all for that yeah. the more like um, if i trail off name. it's yeah it's definitely because i'm just like Ma! um and now i forgot what i was going to ask you um so sarah have you got <laughs> i have got another question <laughs> because I'm mostly because here. i'm i'm just getting so much from this this is wonderful um one of the things obviously before we met today and um you you messaged us about coming onto the podcast, which we were very excited about, by the way. Um, you talked to, to us, you said you'd love to talk about like creativity in marketing. Mm. And I, I really want to kind of hone in on that a little bit because obviously most of our listeners are very creative people. You know, they're photographers, yeah. writers, artists. Uh, I can't even think now. I've, I've gone... Just, very, people, just of, people of all creative ilks. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of, yeah, let's, let's hone in a little bit on that. Talk to me about how how we can use our creativity when it comes to our marketing. So one of the, I think like marketing in its truest form is part art and part science. And that's what like really appealed to me. Like mm. I definitely was a creative person as a youngster, but was geeky. And so I was just like, well, this is like, I get to do all the maths, I get to do all the data analysis, but you've got to do creative sides. And actually when you're marketing for your whole business, like there is a lot of hats actually within marketing is what I say. And so I think sometimes creative people feel that there's like this pressure of like the structure of like you've got to do something mm. but i'm like try and actually think about the reality now is you get this power to create content in multiple different ways depending on what you prefer and like you can experiment and you can play and i think actually again this is when if you're not focusing as much on the algorithm it probably makes it easier for you but also giving yourself that space to really try things so i think you know it's quite interesting like carla said like clearly like you're a writer and then you said like oh i don't want my face i don't want my face out there mm -hmm. and it's like but what could be some fun things you could do that would be involving your face in a different way like i think 
one of the things for me personally in my business that's been like a big difference was since like short form video took off like that really enabled me I think a side of me that I'd forgotten about probably in creativity just to come out yeah. and I was like there are I meet people where we talk about like Instagram reels and TikTok videos I'm like but do you know how many different formats there are like there are people that are just like taking photographs and then they just put them all together and they're doing a voiceover over the top or they're just doing a bit of that then there's people that are like getting changed 16 times in TikTok. I know this amazes me. I have oh my god so I have actually have done one of those and I did love it where I did I was trying to choose a dress for a medieval fair and I, I wanted to play with transitions so I was like oh let's give it a go so I went through I think like nine different dresses from like oh my god everyone went mental for us it's not even very good it wasn't very well given that I'm a professional photographer I was like this is a little bit embarrassing because I, I was literally just in my room just up, like but it was say, so much fun I would just like to like, say that would be hell for me though because I don't even like trying three different outfits in a changing room in the, in, in you know in the store so that would be I, I did i massively but i i yeah i like this idea of playing something that you said you said to experiment mm. to play so just yeah. to pick up on that wording throughout and i i think that's something that we forget in in business i think that's something that and actually i feel like you really embody that because when you're talking about that you proper like lit up like mm -hmm. it should be fun and i i actually really think that it, it that's something that's a really important message that actually it can get a bit lost like business as much as you love your business and you know we all take it very seriously because we love what yes. we do right and it's really important to us and the world outside is a fucking shit show so that can get a bit <laughs> stressful and then you worry about marketing and then you kind of and i think sometimes when you go looking for um advice um i mean maybe not because you have chart marketing so you have actual actual marketing skills like which most of us <laughs> lack massively which is why you exist right that's why your business exists which is cool but when you go looking for information i've done it and i'm reasonably techie and i even sometimes when you go for a very specific answer, there is just so much out there and a lot of it's conflicting and then you read mm -hmm. it all and then you kind of sit down two hours later like, I'm not actually sure what... And it, it it does suck all the fun out of it. So I like this idea to like remember to play and remember that you can experiment and see what happens, I guess. And if it, if it works really well, then great. And if it doesn't, then you don't have to do that again and that's fine, but it, it's okay to have a bit of a... Yeah, a I think, bed. like you said, it's trying to be like play try something experiment and then review it and then you're like okay that was good so i could try that again or that didn't work so i'm not going to do that again mm. and i think even like you know you said like you've got this email you've got this format it's like i could absolutely be like we're gonna throw that out we're gonna try something different like what would you do this week and i think sometimes actually it's like the routine so i i'm like absolutely happy with routine but the thing i probably learned the most from the work i do is how many people hate it because the whole point of them in their own business is i'm free i get to do what i want when i want what do you mean i've got to follow this schedule i've got to send someone an email every week what are you trying to do to me <laughs> yeah actually don't don't tie me down to an actual like consistent deadline yeah. oh yeah. i feel like we've well, definitely said all I, of that yeah i'll just like sneak under the desk now <laughs> I'm like one of the things I say is like just because you're meant to be consistent with the output does not mean the creation the input all of that has to be consistent actually you can like actually once you actually have a marketing plan in place and you know what you're meant to deliver you can start to create stuff further in advance which gives you more time to play to experiment to wait for you to be inspired it's actually when people are on top of themselves with the marketing and then they're like oh I've not posted in three days and I know I'm meant to do it that's when it becomes painful Thank you for admitting that, Sarah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, they didn't see, but I, I put my hand up then. Actually, I've that just leads me perfectly into yeah. a question I'm desperate to ask you. When you talked about marketing plans there, because I, I said to Carla earlier on, before you came on, we had this whole little conversation about, it was particularly social media marketing, but, you know, this obviously... It's all right. all marketing. But um, it's, I, for me, it is that I, I end up leaving it week to week and I get to that point where I'm just like, oh, I don't know what to say. And I said to Carla earlier, I've tried... I've tried 
various formulas you know like um you know share share these kinds of posts each day of the week okay fine yeah let's do that and it's i've tried everything that i can think of under the sun and all i need is someone to turn around and say to me sarah write this on this day write this on this day and write this on this day please <laughs> and how how do we get to this point of making a plan how how <laughs> how do you actually so and, and and just as a side thing is because that wasn't enough information to still <laughs> yeah. <in> go. Um, <laughs> but you know you're here now you've figured out how we work right um to add to to sarah's question like how do you distill that like wild panic from your clients into a plan that because that feels a bit like witchcraft mm. to me i mean trying to distill the panic is i think probably obviously that's a bit of a skill that's like what i do when i'm there people have yep. said like you can turn like the madness into a calm and i just have a i suppose a quite a good nature about being structured but it's also about trying to like make things simpler so actually these Sarah those prompts you talked about mm. like they're great but actually what ends up happening is you're trying to do 27 things exactly you've got one prompt today and it's all swap 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 yeah. and actually the mainly what I do with most people is actually try and like theme their content so I'm a big person on being like and this is really key when we talk about content that converts mm. it's actually working out based on what you sell what should be the main focuses of your content? And so usually like you class them as like content pillars or content themes and you'd have like three to five. And this becomes then like the backbone so that when you sit down and you're like, oh, what am I meant to do today? You're at least meant to be doing something from one of those five or three pillars. That makes it a lot easier, yeah. So that makes it a Rather lot than, easier. Yeah, yeah. And ideally actually what I end up doing with most people is being like, particularly if someone's got any type of long form content is I'm like, whatever is in that long form content that week, that is the theme. And everything else you do that week can stay on that theme. So if you're writing an email, it can be about that theme. If you're doing all your social posts. So then you're like, you can really absorb yourself in something and be like, but what's all the different ways I can talk about it? What's all the different angles? And then you get all that out and then next week you choose something else. Okay. And so actually then when you're sitting down, it makes it much easier rather than thinking, here's 17 prompts, which one should I pull out? Unless you are one of those people that, you know, I know people really like those cards. Where that, because no, but some people, that's the freedom they need to be able to like pull a random card and answer it. But mm. if you're not, the majority of my clients end up going down is this idea of really getting clear on your what your content pillars are and then being able to work from there. And I actually do, so I have a resource on my website which is about how to build a content marketing workbook talks you through how to do it for email, social and long form content. So how you can bring Amazing. them all together. I will so make yes, sure we'll we get that link in our, yeah, in we'll our put the link notes. in for that. Yeah, because yeah, it walks you through, yes, you've got your pillars, but then also like what channels are you going to be on? What's your frequency? One of the biggest things is People look at their frequency in terms of like how often they are posting or creating content somewhere and they look at it individually. So you're like, I've got this email that goes out once a fortnight and I'm going to post on TikTok once a day and I'm going to do this. And then actually when you bring it, I make people bring it all together and then I'm like, is this realistic for a week? Can you actually do this when we put the... <laughs> Carla's face. When we put the... She's all just together, having light bulbs now. <laughs> that you've, just, you've just released her from all of the... You keep talking because i can't talk right now but but it's this idea that individually you'll think something is totally manageable but when you bring it all together and actually i'm really really key on trying to make people start to time how long it takes them to do things because again we're all oblivious because you'll be like i hate writing my newsletter and so you say it takes four hours and it actually takes you one mm. and then you'll be like i love doing my instagram posts and you'll say it takes you 10 minutes and it actually takes you 25 oh. to do each of them and you're trying to do five a week yeah exactly <laughs> this is the, and that is you know that's the state i'm in at the moment i'm actually 
posting seven days a week on Instagram. I've got three posts okay. going out on Facebook. I've got another three posts going out somewhere else. I'm trying to do stories and occasional reels and I'm putting a newsletter out every couple of weeks and it, it's just it's too much. Now that now you say about condensing it all in, that just suddenly makes me think well, that is too much. So- occasionally on this podcast there are there are times where i really wish that we were recording and i have a sneaking suspicion from the way you two reacted i wish i'd seen my own face as you said that (laughs) i i can i can make a clip i could feel the cog turning (laughs) that was amazing um and the the reason is so i do i have currently four four and a half businesses plus podcast um and i'm writing some books and there's just a lot like i always have a lot going on and everyone always says to me are you doing such a lot and i'm like yeah i know but it's totally fine but what you just said has just crystallized why i struggle with marketing because i do exactly what you've just said i'm like well i want a newsletter to go out at least once a month maybe twice a month and i want this many social posts if i put it all together it's like okay am i speaking to people regularly enough with all of the ways that i do this including networking including conversations i have including emails including podcasts including everything Mm -hmm. Like looking at that as a whole, which sounds yeah. insane now. If you said it out loud, it seems very like I should have maybe noticed this before. I've been doing this for quite a long no, time no, no, now, no, no. but it doesn't like <laughs> sometimes it takes someone like you to put. And I was like, oh, because because I think I try to do everything all the time rather than enough as a whole. And I thank you. Yeah. Sorry, that wasn't very no. articulate. No, <laughs> it's, it's just definitely it's, lit a light bulb for me. And I'm sure for lots of other people, it will do. One of the things mm. I like say as well is because most people are trying to follow like the best practices. So if you've heard from someone. You should send an email at least once a month. You've written that down. And then someone said to you, like Sarah was saying, post every single day on Instagram. So you've written that down. Mm. And you've written something else. And what we're trying to do is all the best practices. But then what we forget is that's not made for one person that's running their business and doing their It's marketing. a full-time job just to do all of that. You know? <laughs> several, several full-time jobs. Yes, yeah, several. Crazy. And the actual reason, so I basically say, Carla, was probably a bit like you a few years ago. I actually had a full-time job. I was running this business. I was running Propel Her, and I had a podcast. Wow. So that was like, yeah. The mad. only way I could manage to get through that was actually having, and I was, I'm old school. Like when people think, oh, you're young, you're going to be in like Trello and Asana. And I'm like, no, mate, I have an A4 print, one calendar, a calendar. <laughs> and I would just put in every single day, it would be like whatever brand it was, whatever thing had to go on. And if I'd scheduled it, I'd highlight it across it off to know that it was ready to go out. And I was yep. like, but that technique, I think, is why I really understand this concept of when you look at it on one piece of paper for the whole mm. month and you're like, actually, I'm trying to make this many pieces of content. And I think that's the thing is when you bring it together, that will help you to either one, understand, therefore, then the process you need to go through in order to make that much content, but two, help you to really assess, am I being realistic about if I can do this by myself? Yeah. So, nope, never. Just, <laughs> well, no, this, this we've, we've ascertained, definitely. Um, so, d- I'm just trying to get my head around this because this is this is this is a new concept to me. Um, so are you then? Are you suggesting then? I mean, do you like? Is it a case of like you're cross-posting stuff? You're using one central piece of content and you're and you're repurposing that throughout. Yeah, I mean, the... if you're if you're someone that de- is on multiple platforms, and I think having a repurposing strategy is good. I would say, for example, like I know Sarah, you mentioned about you are trying to do Instagram reels. If you're mm. making reels and you're going through the effort and that feels like a lot of time has gone into it and you're proud of it and you actually are also on Facebook because you mentioned on Facebook then fine make sure you post it as as a Facebook reel Mm. if you were on TikTok or you already had a Pinterest account I'd say make sure you actually are using it as a ideas pin if you already had a YouTube channel put it up as a YouTube short I'm not about adding extra uh, social media platforms or other channels in just for the sake of it but Mm. if you've already made that decision to be on multiple and pieces of format can be 
put across, then do that. Like, actually, I, I currently have been, my experiment for the year, it's turning out to be now, is TikTok. And it's not like I repost every single one of those videos, but because I already had Instagram and LinkedIn in my marketing mix, I would choose the ones that I really like, or there's a video that I feel like I didn't get to write the caption I wanted to write. Mm -hmm. So then I'll repurpose that onto LinkedIn or Instagram, where then I can actually write what I wanted to write. Okay, <laughs> cool. That's very helpful, definitely. Oh, I'm just, I just feel like, like I've, I'm feeling released now <clears throat> because I've, I mean, I, I've only started doing reels recently because, you know, it was the should be doing them kind of thing, which I know actually I shouldn't be paying attention to that either. But um, oh, I mean, I would just... say learning to do short form video mm. is important. Yes. I, I generally say like it's one of the biggest things like I've been on a journey with it this year and I feel that there is no hiding it. All mm. of the social media platforms are going that way. Our attention spans going that way. Yes. And I'd actually argue, if you can manage to start to get your marketing messaging across in a, in a short form video, the the skill of being able to like be concise will make all the rest of your marketing better. That's, yeah. the, that's the actual reality because you're having to do that distilling and that in a way, it's the shortest thing possible that, that everything else feels like glorious. Now when I write a blog post, I'm like, I've got so many words, I'm so free. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what though, actually going back to kind of exploring creativity in, in marketing, I've definitely found, I mean, I'm quite new to short form video. I avoided it for as long as I humanly could and then tried it on reels, had lots of fun and then put up a picture of my uh, video of my cat saying, hey, of course, the sound got taken down after like three days and it's still got 15,000 views and everything else I put up gets like, not like really care about views, but it was that thing of like, I've put a shit video of my cat, yeah. which doesn't even have any sound and it's doing better than anything of mine. Oh, Fuck this, I know. I yeah, my cat is way more popular then, than I am. So. Right. <laughs> and then, in fact, I did, there was a webinar I went to a while ago actually and it had, um, it was all these like, these ways that you can engage with your audience and then at the bottom it just said cats because clearly that's a thing. Um, and then I joined TikTok, and I was just saying to this actually just before you joined us, Sherelle, um, I joined TikTok as um, as a different username. So a username that I use and a username that I kind of, it's my tagline, um, but I don't have any other social media accounts under that yet because I wanted to try and consolidate, not to consolidate everything, but I wanted something that was just me that I could then make stuff for everything and to play. Mm -hmm. And I found it very freeing because I, I'm still not thrilled about putting my face in unless I'm really excited about what I'm creating but actually short form in is very very creative in a way that long form video isn't always yes. because you don't have to storyboard it and you can film other things and it doesn't matter if it's a little bit like rough and ready it still works and you can I don't know there's just so much stuff that you can do with it that I, I think I hadn't fully appreciated and I'm actually quite excited about playing with that and maybe putting my face in like I don't know one in seven of my posts maybe not all of my posts yeah, <laughs> I'm think... used to my voice I just don't want my face in there like, but, yeah. I think like what you said like because it's short you actually can really play and what's the worst that's going to happen it's one it's one video that's gone out into the ethernet and then like if it takes off it takes off if it doesn't hardly want anyone it's probably fine saw and it, no one's seen fine. it it doesn't matter does yeah it? yeah and like i also i'm wondering whether like for creatives generally whether that is a really a really fun thing to play with because i think the thing that's changed it for me is that with like because i'm a bit of a perfectionist and let's face it lots of creatives are perfectionists yeah. aren't they the nice thing about and for me this is tiktok specifically because no one knows yes. me on tiktok <laughs> at the moment i don't have much in the way of following i'm just playing and then i can repurpose if i want to but I think it's because you can have an idea, you can figure out how to, like, you can Google a little bit, figure out how you want to do it, and then do it in quite a short space of time. You don't mm -hmm. need loads of equipment. You don't need loads of fancy stuff. You don't necessarily need somebody else. You might need, like, a tripod and a light, but that's pretty much it. Yeah. And that's very 
freeing for, for as, as a, as a, cre- a creative like yeah. you're not you're not following a formula you're just seeing what happens and i think that's really exciting and also i'd argue there's lots of creative people on tiktok that yes. actually you can get loads of inspiration like actually when i first started i was just like scrolling and i'd be like oh i'll say that person's that person's and i try to like recreate stuff and then i started to find things that i liked and actually i'd argue carla it's not just because no one knows you on tiktok it's actually i think the platform allows more playing like actually yes. the there's a very specific type of tiktok that i end up taking over onto like for an instagram reel versus just some of the foolery i would actually class it as that goes up on my tiktok because it is this it just feels like a place to explore and because yeah. of the way it gets pushed out it's like if it doesn't do well it's not the end of the world and sometimes it's the weirdest randomest thing that you create is the one that does really well yep that yeah. I can definitely vouch for that for some of the things I've actually seen on there as well. You're like, why? Why am I being shown? Okay, fine. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, I have definitely. one more question, and I'm very mindful of your time, so we're probably no, it's fine. Don't worry. Oh, excellent. Good. <laughs> I'm enjoying this conversation. I'm having um, yeah, lots of fun. Going back to where you were talking about themes, I thought theme. Yes. theme this is super. It's such a simple idea, basing things around a theme, and you know, sticking to that theme for the week or, or however long you're, you're, you know, you're doing your process over. So one of the things I keep going back to is, you know, it's, again, it's all the things that we hear, all the advice, you know, you shouldn't use this 80-20 rule. You shouldn't be talking, you shouldn't be oh, yeah. selling all the time. It should be lots of building the no like trust, obviously. And how, how do you kind of, what's, I mean, what's your kind of recommendations or what do you, what do you think is a sensible <laughs> thing? I mean, social is meant... This is Well, this is one of the difficulties about social media because social media is meant to be social. Mm. Like, people are not there to be sold to. And that's why I'd argue, yes, like, in that environment, you want an AC20 rule. And then the reason why I say, for example, then you want to have, like, email or something else is because you can sell much more through your email. That's absolutely Mm. acceptable behaviour. So it's like, actually, how do you use social to get people onto your email list. So it's been like, yeah, I'm building people and I'm showing my name I can trust and they like me and I can be more fun and add good tips or show a cute like demonstration of something I've built or something. And then actually I've got an email list behind where I'm like, actually this is where I sell, this is where I can make the money from. Yeah. Um, I think if you do not have somewhere else to be selling from though, actually only selling 20% of the time becomes quite difficult, especially if say for example, you only post five times a week so we actually imagine if we actually had an instagram profile that's the only thing we're using we do it five times a week and we're saying only one of those posts a week can be selling right yeah exactly and then we argue that only if you're lucky five percent of your followers are going to see that post Mm -hmm. that is not giving yourself a lot of opportunity to make sales yeah exactly. and so i think that's the reality of you have to the 2080 rule i think works in an ideal world where social is a part of a bigger marketing mix I think if you are purely on it, then you probably have to break that rule a bit. Mm. Oh, well, okay, excellent. Thank you. That's very <laughs> helpful. I just, I am honestly, you've just given me so many permission slips today. I'm going to have great fun with my great, socials like, in future. Bringing, bringing <laughs> so I, if I may, I'm going to um, take the conversation back to your personal journey. Okay. Yes. And ask our very favourite question. I mean, we have asked you all of the questions today, but this is this is one very much about you. In your time, I also am dying to hear more about the book club, but in mm. your time with the book club and with your um, your business that's kind of grown, you said, from that or from inspired by that, what's been your most glorious moment? <laughs> no pressure. I, know. I, know. I just, I love watching people's expressions as they kind of think about this. It's great. Like, you don't, I mean, you don't have to just pick one and you don't have to have one. It might be that everything is glorious, but we, we love to ask in case there's like a standout 
I don't have anything. That, you know, you like there's not this moment where you were like, "This is amazing." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't think of one. Is, is That's it not all, to say like. Is it all, all just fabulous? Great. Yeah, exactly. It's just all. Yeah, no, no, no. It was just really cool. Yeah, no. And I, I love, I love both answers. It, it's a bit. It's not. It's not a trick question, but it's just. Yeah, I like. I like hearing. It some does people usually like, catch people out. Great, that one, though, doesn't it? Yes. And then sometimes there's like a real standout, and sometimes it's like actually no, I just like that it all kind of. Yeah. It's yeah. Cool. Okay, we'll give you this. This tends to have a, an easier response actually. I find okay. and it's it's the flip of this uh, that other question. In in everything that you've done so far, what do you wish you'd known? way back when that you know now uh i would have gone on less marketing channels to start off with so Ah. because i had a background in marketing i had a very strict rule like thought of how marketing should be and so literally when i even i think both for propel her and for showgrowth.com like as soon as i decided i was making them it was like open a facebook open a twitter open an instagram get on pinterest both of them have had a blog. Like I have been, as I said, there was a points where even when I had a full-time job, I was still trying to do like, so, when I look back at like so much Many content. Things, yeah. And actually now my advice much more is like, choose one long form, choose email, choose one social. You could do two at a push, that's my thing. And actually what that means is you're trying to learn less. So actually if we are trying, we're not gonna master the algorithm, but at least if we're trying to keep up with the features and vaguely stay on top of it, we're trying to concentrate on less for one and it gives you a chance to really try and nurture people better and it means you're experimenting over less so you actually have the time to analyze what's actually happening mm, I, I like, like that, that. Yes. follow up to that then Ooh. if you so something that i've seen a lot and i've seen people handle it in different ways and i'm really curious to know your take on it if you choose um say you choose i don't know instagram and linkedin are the two social channels that you're going for is it like, how do you, how would you advise managing? Because obviously you want to protect your name on the others in case you yeah. want to use them. But do you just leave them closed? Do you leave them private? Do you put a note on there? Like, how do you manage that? Yeah. I'm not really that active on this chat. And I've seen loads <laughs> of people do it in loads of different ways. So I'm really curious about that. Because I think focusing where your audience are is, are, yeah. is oh my God, I can't words today. Is so important. I, I definitely think get all your handles. Like I do say that. And so if you're someone that's listening right now, for example, and you haven't already got your TikTok, go and get your TikTok one. Mm. Like, protect your brand get your handles on any single crazy weird platform that ever comes up if you end up using it you use it if you don't you don't um i think ones where like they have a so like for example like if i was on twitter you know you could have a pin tweet then i would probably just have something that's like my pin tweet and you can probably do that on facebook as well you can do it on quite a few of them can't you i've seen it actually recently people are doing it on instagram where actually they've had an account and they've shut it down because they're done with the foolery that then they've put their three they've done a three tile uh like oh, design across the yes, top yes yeah so the first thing people see when they click on yeah. it is, is so they that, see yeah. those three tiles they've like you know when people do that sort of graphic design that goes across the rhythm mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah people are doing like that trick and it says like come check me out somewhere or like go to my website or whatever and i think like yeah like if you have got your link and you've got a website just direct people to your website so you're driving people to that place i think that all of that advice is good the one thing i would say though is some people are always going to try and communicate with you on the place where they communicate. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, you know. <laughs> that, like, that's the, so I like I'm really honest, which is like literally my Twitter and my Facebook is on a Wednesday when I do my blog post, I post about them on those two places, but I don't do anything within the rest of the time. 
but I have like a Facebook chat messenger on my website. So I do get people. So I have to check the actual Facebook messenger. I don't really check my page, but I check my messenger. And I think that's the thing. People definitely, you, if you've got these profiles, you do need to check the inboxes on them because people will just contact you however they want to. And also still people tag people how they want to. Mm. Like you might have made a decision. For example, podcast is quite a classic one. You're like, I don't want to be on Instagram anymore. But it's the number one place where when people listen, they screenshot it and they'll be like, listen to this great podcast on my way to work today. Yeah. And regardless of whether you want people to do that or not, that they're gonna um, do that they're gonna do it <laughs> so yeah give them something to tag actually yeah, to keep I, yeah. Away, yeah I love yeah. that idea about having some sort of like place holding thing as well because it, there's nothing that drives me crazy more than like if i'm going to because the first thing i will do when i find out about a new business is go and stalk them on on social media because it's the easiest way yeah. and it irritates me when i go on there to find that they just haven't been active on it for 18 months or a year you know that's fine they don't want to be active on it but tell me why you're not active on it so I can go and find you where you are active you like, I've had a mental breakdown I don't want to be on the social media platform anymore goodbye social media destroyed me yeah yeah completely <laughs> but so no, like, no, that's I acceptable well, I understand now fine yeah exactly I, I, actually I totally relate me too yeah no, but I think um, no that's that's a really really helpful answer just because I know it's something that um, like I I think I've been much better since I've run my own businesses but I know there definitely was a point in the past where you'd find out about something or, or someone would I don't know like you say tag you'd ask for recommendations someone to tag it on Facebook or whatever and you'd then find that person hadn't posted since four years previously and you'd be like well is, is this a business that I like if I'm trying to book someone to tile my floor and mm. they haven't actually <laughs> done existed, any tiling like, for do four they years, still exist yeah. are they going to turn up if I hand money over to them are they yeah. going to be like it's just it's that trust thing so mm. it was just about how whereas as you say if there's a pin post if it's very obvious that they have a profile yeah. but this is not where they hang out come and join us there or here is the mm. website that feels a bit more and just yeah. as a side note because I think a lot of people like it, it happens more and more now as well where people decide they don't want to post that they're done with it and they think they can do advertising instead and so they'll just be like I'm going to do Facebook ads or I'm going to do Instagram ads and I'm like have I ever brought anything from a Facebook ad where then I didn't click on the image and check that that business was still legit so actually even if you decide to go down like a paid advertising route because you're like I'm bored of organic I don't have the time for it whatever you still need to be creating content that have a profile that's live. Yes. Otherwise, people are going to go through and going to be like, that's not a real business. Like, especially now, we live in a world where people disappear whenever they want to. We've all heard the horror stories. Like, part of the trust is making it very clear this is a legit live business. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, my gosh. I feel like that is just like... Honestly, you've just given us so much today. This is fantastic. Might have to monetize this podcast, Carla. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just to say I don't I normally write like the odd note just to prompt me because obviously I listen back when I'm doing show notes but I've literally got I'm on my fourth page of A4 of notes I just want to say the most important thing there is you actually have to do it yes. and then tell me how it's gone you've got to implement it I'm a big thing which is like I think one of you mentioned earlier you're trying to do something you google it you get 17 different things some of them contradiction then you do nothing my thing is like actually find out something implement it find out something implement it actually so many people like i've been around now and i see people and i like go back to me a year later and i'm like your business is not doing what it should have done mm. and it's like you're not taking the action like less information more action oh that is amazing. i love that and actually i'm going to emphasize that in our show notes and i'm just going to like draw a, if you can just imagine me drawing a mental underline of those words <laughs> yes. that'd be cool um because i think that's something i think that's when you said earlier you've got like the kind of techie geeky and then the creative as well and I'm kind of similar in that I've always worked in kind of creative and web 
but often together. Like I've had a couple of roles that mix the two. And Sarah's also like creative, but very systems. Like we've all got that. I think all three of us actually share that. But I know when I speak to some of my creative friends and some of my, certainly some of my, my business clients, they, when I say things like, oh, you know, you got your photos and if you do this and then categorize and they just look at me like, you want me to do what? Because they, the scientific side, it's not because they're not, but it's because they are super creative and that's cool and they're just not thinking about it. So, and, and I think that's where the implementation comes. Like, mm. and I do sometimes struggle with implementation because I get overexcited and there's too many possibilities, <laughs> but that's cool. But I think you're right. It's like, actually take an idea, test it, like implement it, test it, see if it works. And then, and I just, yeah. So this is just me, just, 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 you know, that, it's going to be underlining. We need to make that a heading because that's like big letters that needs yeah. to be. I feel like that's, yeah. I feel like that's the crux of it all. Um, Whatever you learn, just go and actually action it and do yeah. it. And brilliant. Yeah. I love it. And sure. see how it works. But no, it's awesome. Sherelle, thank you. You've been absolutely awesome yeah. today. Is Amazing. there anything that you haven't really talked about yet that you want to that you, that you want to share with us? We're going to get your links yeah. and stuff in a minute. But you know, is there anything else? <laughs> no, I think my you know my big thing is really just to have fun again with your marketing. One of my biggest biggest things I believe is that you should have marketing that actually plays to your strengths. And if you are struggling with your marketing right now, it probably means you're trying to market your business in a way that's not right for you mm. and we see it in big businesses it's absolutely allowed like you will see coca-cola and pepsi do exactly the same thing because actually they've got a team of marketing people they're all specialists and so they can do the exact same thing when you are running your own business you can have someone who right next to you like technically is the same business but trying to do their strategy is never going to work for you because you're not the same like i have so many people that come up to me like well i'm never going to work with you because you're going to make me dance in my reels i'm like i have never made a client dance in my reels i <laughs> love a point if you've never come go to shrugraphy you'll see me point in and a wiggle i say my point in a wiggler <laughs> i because that to me is really easy like give me a good shimmy i'm happy for that but actually uh, my clients reels all look massively different because i work out what their strength is and play to that so the more like self-aware you are the more you play on your strengths and like play with your marketing like the easier it's going to be amazing oh just ah. that is just yeah <laughs> fireworks brilliant awesome. so thank you i'm gonna just add my thanks because that was like i was really excited about talking to you and you have just blown my mind like there was one specific thing that blew my mind but all of it did it was just that one where i was just like <laughs> thank you for that um i may now not sleep i'm gonna go and like have all the ideas but that's cool um so section right at the end is get more shirelle in your life how do we get more shirelle and where do you so don't worry about um specific urls we can translate those but tell us um anything you've got an offer where we can find you where people can stalk you where they can watch you wiggling and shimmy on tiktok (laughs) all of the stuff please and any specific offers you want to tell people that are coming up or anything so normally you can find out everything you don't want to go is on my website which is shirelle oh Everything's on my website, which is shirellegriffith.com. That is where you will find, I have an award-winning blog. So I have over 150 blog posts with loads of great stuff to help you learn how to like market your business, how to grow it, how to be a bit more systematical, a bit more organized. So I always say to people, go check that out. That's always a really great place to go. Also, Sarah and Carla, I have on my book blog on my website as well. So like oh, that. I'm going to be there. <laughs> you can find my book reviews on there. Um, I am Sherelle Griffith on virtually all, virtually all the social media platforms, but check, they'll put the links in. I wiggle on Instagram and on TikTok. I'm much more serious on LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> and I do offer one-on-one services. So I do have, currently, like I do strategy days with people and I do a six-month mentoring program. All that information on my website. But yeah, my thing is if you want to do one-on-one and get deeper and really have someone like pull it apart and support you and cheerlead you 
then I can do that. <gasps> Woohoo, definitely. Fantastic, oh, thank amazing. you. Amazing. And then I have one last question, Oops, which is one. we did not talk about the book club we because okay. we probably should have talked about the book club, but we have a books episode um, that recurs every now and again. So we might get you back on to talk about that. But yes, is your book club, is there somewhere we can find your book club? Is there somewhere people can come and like bookstalk? Yeah, so it's called Propel Her's Book Club and it's at propelher.co.uk. It is a non-fiction book club for women and anyone who identifies as a woman and it doesn't you don't have to be an employee it's actually i mean you don't have to be an entrepreneur so it's for any type of woman that is ambitious mm-hmm. um and we meet once a month on the first monday of the month unless it's a bank holiday amazing <laughs> I, I mean this is terrible because book clubs usually invariably what happens is i end up finding another list of books that i need to, to buy or download yeah it's, i just down so i just I, downloaded <laughs> another six this morning on the back of somebody's recommendation yeah. there, so there is a list of because we've been running for this is the seventh year now so we have oh, read wow. a fair number of books on the reading list oh, but i won't send you that link so i don't tempt you oh i'm gonna go and find <laughs> it anyway so <laughs> i i would love that link to put into the into the show notes yeah, you might fine. see me pop Please. up and yeah, yeah that'd be really cool cool um, but no fantastic thank, thank you. you thank you thank you amazing. for sharing so generously and for being your wonderful um wonderful self um i'm always always i know we're reasonably energetic but i'm always amazed at people who are like based in the uk and still energetic at this time of night when we're recording i'm always massively <laughs> impressed because i'm also a night owl but sometimes i'm like Ooh, right now so that's yeah, really cool no thank you it's been wonderful um, and I just, I'm just going to go and have all the light bulb moments Absolutely. now. I'm just going to fizz back into my house. So. Good. Yeah. I love it. I did a podcast once with someone who literally, as soon as they finished, they like restarted their blog that they hadn't started for like, posted on for like two years. I so haven't like, posted that makes for nearly a year. So I, I, and okay. I'm already thinking now I need to post something. So yeah. yes. So that's why I'm saying it makes me happy because then I feel like, even if I've just helped you and then if anyone Job else does anyone else yeah, listens. Well this is, no, it is fantastic, like infectious, glorious energy. And um, no, thank you so much. Um, but thank you, yeah, thank you for sharing. Thank you yes. for, for telling us so much about it. And um, yeah, we will see you guys next time. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. We'd love for you to rate us, review us and subscribe on your favourite podcast app. Five stars, please. Where can people find us online, Carla? We are on Facebook and Instagram at Creative Reboot Co. And we also have a Facebook group, which we'd love you to join to come and talk to us about the episodes. Just search for Creative Reboot Group. And you can also go to our website, creativereboot.co, where you can subscribe to our mailing list and get in touch with us if you fancy being a guest or have topics that you want us to chat about. We'll look forward to seeing you there. Oh, yeah.